What's up, guys? Max here, back with a brand new episode of the Scuttlebutt Show. I hope you're all doing great out there, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Shout out to everybody listening on the podcast. Thank you, guys. And everybody who found me from TikTok in the last few days, thank you, guys, too. What's up, Arkunkel, Alex, Eviana, if you're still out there listening to us, Harry Lime Pie, JJ, and Regal, great to see you in the chat. I hope everybody's having a great day. Harry Lime Pie says, hey, I'm not cool. Uh Uh-oh, what's the matter? Why aren't you cool? I hope that you're doing cool. Um... I'm sorry to hear that if you're not cool. What's up, Nuggets? How are you doing? Let me hit you guys with a really quick about yesterday right off the bat. So a couple people out there might be wondering, Max, how's your computer doing? How's your laptop doing? Is it okay? Are you okay? Have you slept? The answer to the sleep question is I barely slept. Uh, I'm doing okay. Hanging in there. It's been a weird week. I can confirm sleep is, in fact, important. Um, I haven't been getting a lot of it this week and I'm feeling less than my optimal self. That's for sure. So Rob Sweetman was definitely onto something with that and, uh, and the whole idea of getting rest. I hope you guys are getting good rest out there. So after the show, I took my computer to the closest thing we have to a genius bar out here in, uh, in Okinawa and I gave it to the guy and he starts working on it and He's like, oh, yeah, this is broken, dude. This is totally broken. If you want to, I mean, or, you know, he was saying it in Japanese. So it was something like, it's broken. You're screwed. Good luck in the future. And uh, and then he said, maybe there's something I can do. He has it in his shop right now. They're trying to work on it. They're trying to make some repairs or whatever it is. But the thing is hard down. It will not turn on. It will not charge. It is just broke as a joke. So, uh, you know. Just a quick update on that. My computer is not doing good. My computer, I guess, needed some sleep too, and it's getting perma-sleep right now. So the actual real about yesterday that I had for you guys is that we did it. We did it, you guys. I assume, I assume we did it. I assume it's because of us here at the Scuttlebutt Show that relief comes. For U.S. military family after Ansbach office drops tax query. So the Germans are backing off of the Americans over there. So we did it. That story, that's just a really quick about yesterday. The story that you guys saw last week about the tax collectors, the German tax collectors coming after Americans, even after they've PCSed, even after they have, you know, married their wives or extended their orders or returned to the United States or gotten out of the military. They're coming after them for tax collection, but it's all good now. They're okay. The Americans coming out of Germany, it looks like they're going to get it out of there without getting uh, worked over too bad on taxes. So that's that's good. That's a shout out to uh, all the Americans stationed over there in Germany who've been trying to dip, duck, dodge, dive, and dodge taxes over there. Good for you guys. Keep it up. What's up to everybody in the chat? We've got uh, Harry Lime Pie is okay. It's all good. Harry Lime Pie is okay. JJ says you can die from sleep deprivation. Very, very true. Nugget says if uh, if I die, or JJ says if I die, can I have your computer? It's Somebody's already dibsed it. Somebody already has dibs on all of my stuff. So just so you guys know, my stuff's already been dibsed. Nobody out there can dibs it. I'll take his old shirt. Arkunkel, my clothes are not dibsed. So if anybody wants my clothing, which by the way, I'm going to use that as a perfect segue to remind you guys, there is new merch 
coming out on scuttlebuttshow.com like every day. So if you haven't been over there in a few days, go to scuttlebuttshow.com, men's, women's, accessories, mugs, water bottles, you, whatever you guys want, it's over there right now. If you guys need some scuttlebutt fitness gear, it's over there right now. Three new videos out on scuttlebutt fitness. So if you guys have not been over there, check that out. I challenge you guys to complete the burpees workout, the sit or the slider sit-ups workout, and the jump squats workout over this weekend or today or something like that. There is a... There's a lot of effort to be put out over on that channel. So good luck with those workouts. They're narrated by me. You're going to be doing them right alongside me with music playing, everything I've got you guys taken care of over there. So go check that out. Make sure you subscribe. Scuttlebutt Fitness. It would mean a lot to me if you guys went and checked that out. I'm making that stuff for you guys. I love doing it. I love doing it, so no problem, but I'm making it for you guys to go get your workouts on. So go check that out and let me know what you think. I have a great show for you guys today. We have a story out of the Air Force that is incredible. We have a story out of the Marines that is a disaster, and uh, it's a real bummer, actually, that the Marines would do something like this, because there's a history of this, and we've got so much more as well. And today's show is going to feature some previews of some upcoming content, so when you guys don't have me all weekend, you have something else to watch and listen to, too. So I'm going to give you guys some heads up on some other stuff that's up and coming as well. The first story of today is this. We finally know why the army fired its three-star general in charge of housing. So you guys know, we all know, military housing, catastrophic failure on many cases. We've got the Marines out here in Okinawa joke about living in the barracks with mold and everything like that, but it's no joke. It's really bad. It sucks that guys are out there living with this. It's a real huge bummer for sure. But the mystery surrounding why Lieutenant General Bradley Becker was relieved as head of the Army's Installation Management Command in August 2019 has been lifted. So if you guys were wondering what happened in 2019 with housing, it was getting pretty bad. Originally, they said that there was a loss of trust and confidence in his ability to command. But wait till you wait till you hear this, you guys. Wait till you hear about this coming out of Army base housing. If you guys lived in base housing, you, you guys know how bad it can be. Army housing has been plagued by problems including mold and insects. A task and porpoise, inv- purpose, a task and porpoise, a task and purpose investigation found that privatized housing companies were requiring service members to sign NDAs preventing them from talking about the unsafe and unsanitary conditions that they were living in. So think of how unbelievable that is. You've got military checking into bases and keep in mind at this point, how much money the military hemorrhages on a regular basis on, on wasting, wasting money and putting their veterans and families, active duty and families into mold, asbestos, disgusting, bug ridden homes, and then making them sign an NDA that they can't even talk about it. So Becker was fired as 88 homes at Fort Bragg, North Carolina were found to be at risk for having dangerously high carbon monoxide levels, the silent killer. I'm a landlord. I have, I have a property in California. I have to have a carbon monoxide detector in there to make sure that my tenant is safe from carbon monoxide poisoning because you go to sleep with high carbon monoxide levels in your house. Guess what? You're never waking up. Your animals, your family, whoever's in there, never waking up. So the fact that these homes had high, dangerously high carbon monoxide levels is insane. Now we find out that Becker wasn't able to take care of those problems because he was having an affair. So meanwhile, while the guy in charge of this whole thing is watching his 
his responsibility, his, his area of responsibility collapsed in front of him. It comes out that he was stepping out on his wife, allegedly. It's now clear that investigators were looking into an allegation that Becker had a relationship with a woman who was not his wife before he began divorce proceedings, according to a redacted copy of the report of the Army Inspector General's office investigation. Wait till you hear how lame his, his reasoning for saying he was not having an affair is. There's just fellas, ladies. There is just no way that this is true. Task and purpose obtained through their investigation and the Freedom of Information Act, a request that concluded that Becker had failed to show himself in a good example of virtue and honor and failed to guard against and suppress all dissolute and immoral practices by engaging in an inappropriate relationship with a woman. Now, why was it inappropriate? Because he was married at the time. He says he was going through a divorce. It says the preponderance of credible evidence that the lieutenant general, which is a three-star general, was not forthcoming in his testimony in regards to the relationship he developed with the redacted woman, name redacted, the investigation found. The totality of the circumstances, phone calls, gifts, and intimate emails, and booked vacations leads a reasonable person to conclude that the general and the woman were engaged in an inappropriate relationship before he filed for divorce, before he filed for divorce. So these things are complicated. Here's the problem. How many people, how many active duty and veterans out there know a guy or a gal who are married and they're planning on getting a divorce, but they're staying married because somebody needs, you know, medical insurance. They have a kid who's going to the Dodea school. The divorce is just going to be kind of ugly. If, if they stick it out for a couple more years, they'll get the re- split the retirement benefits, stuff like that. So people try to hold out with these divorces for as long as they possibly can. A note from the investigating officer says here, Becker's demeanor was professional throughout the interview. But he went on to say that investigators felt that some of his testimony was not credible. And I tend to agree with what's being talked about here. While he communicated with a woman who was not his wife while he was separated and during his divorce, Becker insisted that his relationship with the woman was not physical until after his marriage officially ended. Come on, man. I didn't commit adultery, he says. I wasn't having an affair. I wasn't communicating with a married woman. I was simply communicating with a woman who was important to me while separated and pending a divorce. But remember, they said intimate emails, vacations, gifts, all this stuff you're not getting any, I find that kind of hard to believe. Becker also said he was relieved solely because he was communicating with the woman while he was going through the divorce process. And that was enough for the army's leadership to lose confidence in his ability to lead. So he's saying that he was just, they were just talking. I mean, they were going on intimate vacation, staying in the honeymoon suite, having dinner, expensive gifts and intimate emails, but it was just, just talking. We were just talking. Becker made that distinction because adultery is a punishable offense. If you guys don't know, and we talked about on the show before, if you're married and having an affair, uh, you could get in trouble for that. And, you know, part of that's because the military pays you to be married. So I guess, uh, I, and, and I guess there's something about good order and discipline in there too. The military is not shy about punishing COs for having extramarital affairs. We've talked about stories like that plenty of times. Becker said he began the process of ending his marriage in September 2018, and in December, he and his wife had a legally binding financial agreement on how the two would manage their finances. The background is important to understand that my divorce was not the result of an extramarital affair, he says. My decision to ask my ex-wife for a divorce was based on a personal agreement I made about what I wanted in the future following his father and mother's death, so that kind of changed his life, the death of his parents. Becker's divorce lasted from January to May 2019, and he remarried in June 2019. So he got married again a month after getting divorced to a woman that he never even had a physical relationship with until after the divorce. Does that sound reasonable to anybody out there? 
Becker insisted to investigators that his personal relationship with the woman whose name was redacted began after his divorce until they had simply been until then they had simply been colleagues and friends. Several people told investigators that they never saw Becker and the woman engage in a public display of affection before they were married. And there were no rumors that the two were in a relationship while he was in Iraq, which, you know, that's a whole nother thing. Investigators did not initially find any evidence that Becker had been involved in an improper relationship when they checked his government account emails. Becker told investigators he, that he decided to marry the woman so quickly after his divorce because he had concerns about how he could provide for her if she was not his spouse. I mean, you're a three-star general. You make like $15,000 a month. You could probably provide for her, me, the people listening in the audience right now. I think you would be okay. When he and her made the decision that they were going to move fast with their marriage, he realized there were people he knew in the army that did not know he was going through a divorce. They would be a little bit surprised when they found out he was divorced and remarried. Yeah, that sounds shocking for sure, but who's what's that anybody's business if he was getting a divorce or not? Why should anybody know that? His uh his, his integrity, his honor was called into question during subsequent interviews when he was shown evidence provided by an anonymous source that included a series of email exchanges he had with the woman in December 2018. Becker confirmed to investigators that he had sent the woman an email that read, you are the most beautiful woman in the world. I love you. However, he explained there was a big difference between I love you and being in love, which is uh, something a 12-year-old probably tends to explain more you know, effectively than a lieutenant general. There were other emails that indicated that Becker and the woman were closer than just friends. So d here's the question, I guess. Did he like her or did he like like her? That's the real question. Becker and the woman exchanged gifts, including a $2,000 purse he bought her. Bro, you're telling me, you're, Becker, you're telling me you bought a woman a $2,000 purse and you're not getting any? Is that, is that the story you're going with? Is that how you want to go out? Make a stand. Do the right thing. You're telling me you bought her a $2,000 purse and $200 eye cream? How does the most beautiful woman in the world need $200 eye cream? He was probably giving her eye cream, all right. That's what I'm betting. Ultimately, investigators were not persuaded by Becker's explanations for using words such as love and beautiful to describe the woman, as well as other evidence that indicated the two were closer than friends. He wants to be more than friends. Becker also described the emails he exchanged with the woman in 2018 as benign and he says there was no physical relationship at any time until they got married. They're good Catholics. He added that he and the woman had initially planned to spend time together, but they ultimately decided not to because his divorce had not been signed yet. We both went to great lengths to ensure we didn't see each other physically until the divorce was final. So here's something interesting too. He accepted the findings of the army and he moved, he retired, moved on with his life. He says he doesn't agree with them, but he accepts the results. That's fine. I think that's, you know, that's an okay stance to take. He says, I have two terrific boys, young men currently serving in the army, and I want them to be able to make their own way without having to hear about their dad, Becker says. So he just moved on. He just moved on. He said, I don't want to, you know, bring my family down with me. I don't want to make this whole thing. Um, so he, he went and, uh, he went and said, cool, I accept. I'm going to go live my happy retired life. I'm freaking wealthy. I, uh, I still got out as a three-star general. I've got a, kids. I've got this new hottie by my side. Fine. Call me whatever you want to call me. I'm moving on. And that's cool. Justin says, sounds like coercion for the housing. Yeah, with those NDAs. It should be called strong arming. I guess the whistleblower protection only works for liberal whistleblowers. Justin says, Max, I knew a girl like that, though I was originally told something different. Yep, there you go. Happens all the time. Honeymoon suite, just to talk and hold hands. The biggest friend zone I ever heard of, Sam says. Yes, that would be getting friend zoned pretty hard. 
It's selfish reasons to not to, to not get a divorce. Kids still get the medical from the father, and child support can be pulled from the father's wages. Children isn't a reason to not divorce. JJ, I actually like what you're uh, thinking there. I agree. Don't stay together if you're not a good couple. Can't commit to your marriage. Can't commit to leadership. Simple. Interesting take. Nuggets. Very wise beyond your years. Something clipped that. Someone clipped that eye cream. Yeah, that was a good one, huh? Good Catholics. Generals have left lists to future generals of attributes that a general should have to be a good commander, and they have never included integrity. I saw a lecture on this, sad but true. Interesting. I, uh, I would love to get a link to that. Regal says, relationship rule number one, don't buy your hoe a purse more than $30. Yeah, you don't spend money on the side piece. You can't be spending all your money on... That's how guys be getting caught. They're spending money on the side piece. I, I thought everyone knew this. Fellas and ladies and everyone in between, I've got a story here that's going to shock. This is shock and awe, okay? This, is, this next story is pure shock and awe. When I read this, I said, this story is going to be the razzle-dazzle in today's episode. And I wanted to get it right at the beginning because, man, I just can't wait to see the comments from this one. I cannot wait to see the comments from this one. You guys ready for the razzle-dazzle? Here comes the razzle-dazzle. At least three people, but allegedly way more, were wrongly given the COVID shot at a military base. They were tricked into getting the COVID vaccine. This is no joke. Listen to this one. At least three people, this is crazy, and potentially more, were wrongly given COVID-19 vaccine shots instead of an entirely different vaccine at Joint Base at Lewis Main Exchange at Joint Base Lewis McCord in Tacoma, Washington, reports first revealed this week. My head exploded. The U.S. Army is currently investigating the incident in an emailed statement to Army Times on Tuesday. First Corps Public Affairs Colonel Joey, Joey, Joey Sullinger told uh, Army Times, Joint Base Lewis McCord is aware three people were inadvertently administered the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine instead of another vaccine at the Lewis Main Exchange. You go in for a flu shot or whatever, and they just be jabbing you with the COVID vaccine? Are you joking? This is incredible. Positive corrective action has been taken at this vaccination site to prevent such errors from happening again. This is a collapse of every step of a medical process here. This is not confirming your patient. This is not confirming what they're there for. This is not confirming what you're holding in your hand when you're about to stick them with. You're not reading your labels. You're not using the right fridge. Why were these vaccines even next to each other at a makeshift tent at the exchange? I understand at hospitals, vaccines and shots and common things are kept in, you know, coolers or fridges, you know, where they're commonly accessible. But why even mess with this at the exchange where you've got hundreds of people dilly-dallying in and around, and now it's this huge conspiracy of whether or not they were trying to get people, you know, the jab, the Fauci-ouchie, whatever you want to call it. This is terrible for credibility. This is the type of thing that wipes credibility clean off the chalkboard and gets the conspiracy people going. And even I kind of wonder, how did this happen? You know, if you guys, and the reason I say that, not to be, you know, out of left field here. But do you guys remember the doctors who were like sabotaging the COVID vaccines, taking them out of the cooler, expiring them, hiding them, all this stuff? Maybe this was an inside job. Maybe it was. I could see. I could see somebody 
taking these shots and doing this if they were like an anti-vaxxer, right? And they wanted to do this to shut down the vaccine program. They're like, if I do this, they're going to have to shut down the program. Nobody will trust vaccines after I do this. I could, ver- I could really see that. The Army has not released the identities of the people involved, including the three people it determined have been incorrectly given the COVID-19 vaccine shot. While Sullinger put the number of people wrongly given the Pfizer version of the COVID-19 vaccine at three people, the true number may be higher. On Tuesday, the military social media profile Terminal CWO, which regularly publishes whistleblower allegations from within the active military community, tweeted, JBLM had a flu shot 10 set up and injected a lot of people with the COVID vaccine accidentally, according to a reliable source. So now we're not only incapable of distinguishing between FDA approved and EUA, but apparently we can't even get the correct drug either. Army Times noted the terminal CWO was the first to report the base's wrongful administering of the COVID vaccine shots, but reported that representatives for the accounts have not shared their sourcing for the claim, but it's been confirmed. Terminal CWO's comment about FDA and EUA appears to refer to a contention that while the FDA has granted approval to Pfizer's Comirnaty vaccine, that vaccine is distinct from the unnamed Pfizer biotech vaccine that has been available for nearly a year under an emergency use authorization. I don't know that much about that, so I'm not going to get into that. That issue is at the heart of at least one lawsuit filed on behalf of 18 U.S. service members. The community vaccine is not available in the U.S. And because the military's vaccine mandates specifically call for service members to receive FDA approved vaccine doses, those service members cannot be compelled to take the vaccine as mandated by the military. Now, when I read this earlier, I have not dug into this, but that does sound interesting to me. That the vaccine that the military is telling people they have to take or they're going to punish them, kick them out, demote them in rank, take away their tridents, all this other stuff is actually not FDA approved. I'm going to have to look into this a little bit more. The incident of the incorrect vaccine shots being administered at JBLM comes as each military branch's respective COVID-19 vaccination deadlines are approaching. The Army's deadline is December 15th. Active sailors and Marines must be fully vaccinated by November 28th, while active Air Force airmen must be fully vaccinated by November 2nd. This is pretty interesting, you guys. This is pretty interesting. This is a catastrophic failure by the tent out there, by the medical team over at Joint Base lewis McCord JBLM. I'm shocked. I'm shocked by this one. I say I'm shocked a lot on this show, and it's true, but that's really bad. I mean, could you imagine being somebody who is already vaccinated, like you just got your second shot or something like that, and you go in and they just give you another COVID shot for no reason? Or you are anti, you're like not anti-vax, but you have not made the choice yet on whether or not you want to get the vaccine, and then they just give it to you, and now you got to live with that thing being in you and the side effects, you know, feeling bad the next day or whatever it is. And then you have your own doubts about the safety and efficacy of it. Then not even considering the fact that there's a whole process of screening people to see if they should be vaccinated or not. They have to do the whole thing. Have you ever had a, you know, allergic reaction to some vaccine? Have you already had the part one? Do you need the part two? Have you already had the part two? How many days in between vaccines? Have you traveled recently? All this stuff, which means that they, just wrongly injected random medicine into people. And I say random because theoretically, if, and I say random, and here's why I say random. Theoretically, if they thought they were giving someone the flu vaccine and they gave them the COVID vaccine and it wasn't intentional, that could have been anything. That means that could have been anything and they're just not paying attention. Thank goodness if this is just an accident that all they grabbed was the COVID vaccine and not, I don't know, hydrochloric acid. I, you know, if they're not paying attention to what they're, where they're getting the medicine from in the needles, then it could have been anything. Just get a two grams of anthrax. Why not? 
how crazy, how crazy is that? I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts. What do you think about that? I'm not even going to say a specific question here. Just what do you think about that? Leave me a comment on that. How crazy is that? Oh my gosh. Let's see. Nugget says tricked without integrity. No trust, no trust, no team. Sam says, I like that. Um, let's see. Let's see. I see you guys having a little sidebar conversation here, which I'm going to let you guys continue. What's up anonymous. Welcome to the chat. So we've got some interesting stuff coming up. I'm going to move around the stories a little bit. We're going to do this. We're going to do this next. We're going to make it, uh, we're going to make, we're, I don't know what we're going to make it. We're going to make something, something right now. Check this out. Apple TV plus releases trailer for Eddie Gallagher docuseries. This guy just will not stop. Tim Cook, Apple, what's going on here? How much money are we going to give and make off of Eddie Gallagher here? Seriously, real question. What's the upper limit on this? I've got a trailer here for the first docu for the docu series that will look into the story of former Navy SEAL Eddie Gallagher, who in 2018 was accused of war crimes in Iraq. This is going to obviously be a, a smash hit. Like people are going to eat this up for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But let's watch the trailer really quick, and we can decide if this looks good to us. In the SEAL teams, there's no training of how to report your chief for war crimes. There's no way that I could live with myself had I not gone forward and said what I saw. I'm willing to put my life in danger to get the job done. It came over the radio. There was a wounded prisoner. Eddie said, nobody touch him. He's all mine. Did you actually see it happen? Yeah, I saw it happen. This is the most disgraceful day I've ever seen in my life. I thought I was going to be in trouble just for being there. Did you ever intentionally shoot any unarmed civilian? No. Did you ever try to kill an unarmed teenage boy? No. Do you remember ever shooting a little girl? No. It's a very rare occurrence that SEALs are going against one of their own. There is a huge mistake going on here. Everyone was covering their tail from the top down. The debate wasn't, did Eddie kill a prisoner? The debate was, Eddie killed a prisoner, but is that okay? They have no evidence, no proof. Every man, woman, and child that came into his line of sight, he tried to kill him. No, that didn't happen. You're making it up. I hate Eddie, but what you're doing is lying. I should not be on trial for murder. It is war. I don't think they were prepared for this giant bombshell in the courtroom. I'm innocent. I love you. Hi, sweetheart. There's a line in the sand now. Unfortunately, the truth is not perfect. That looks awesome. Okay, I, I'm changing my tune. I'm, I'm singing a new song. I'm tweeting a new flute or whatever the deal is, whatever the saying is. That looks pretty sick, actually. I'm definitely going to watch that. Dramatizations, interviews with the accusers and the accused. I know some of these guys, too. And uh, that's going to be super interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing that now. That could be the definitive Eddie Gallagher story. Version of the story. That could be the definitive tale. That's the one that everybody's going to see. Forget the podcast. 
Forget the court case. Forget the trial. Who cares about the legal proceedings? I want to see the TV show. That's all I care about. Put it on television. This isn't real life. These aren't real people's lives. This is TV. I'm just trying to watch TV, man. I'm trying to see my, I'm trying to see my, my, my history from television. Give it to me. I demand it. November 19th, that's in three weeks. That's too far away. No, I'm just, I'm just going off on one here. I want to see that. Do you guys want to see that? I'd love to hear it in the comments down below. That looks awesome. I know a lot of the guys who are on that deployment. I've heard a lot of the stories. I would love to see how they portray this on Apple TV+. Plus. Are they going to portray Eddie to be a good guy, a bad guy, something in between? Are they going to take objectivity or subjectivity into account? Are they going to hear from all sides? I can't wait. I'm going to be watching that. Are you guys going to be watching that? Leave me a comment down below if you're going to be watching that. That looks pretty cool. Oh, man. I'm excited now. I'm excited. That's going to be cool. That's going to be pretty neat. I, uh, that's neater. That's neat. I can't wait to see that. And um, if I don't know. That trailer really got me. That looks really cool. I love docu-series. I love the cliffhangers at the end of doc. I mean, they take real life and make it into good TV. That's what they do. And they're good at it. Making a murderer, Tiger King. These things have just revolutionized how I care about people's lives. Seriously. How do you know the guys, the SEALs? I mean, I was deployed with them on the prior, prior deployment. I know a lot of them very well. Um, I was on the prior SEAL, uh, the SEAL Team 7 deployment right before that one I was on. I almost went on that deployment where Eddie Gallagher uh, ended up. On, I almost went on to the point where all that stuff happened and I got out of the Navy instead. Uh, I was scheduled to go on that deployment. I would have been up there in that area. So that's, uh, yeah, that's what happened. So um, I am really glad I was not involved. Really glad, ultimately. But um, I've got my own thoughts on that. I tend to keep them to myself because I feel like I, I'm too, I have too much of a connection to that story to talk about it um, too openly. But uh, yeah, I can't wait to see that documentary and see what they do and see if it jives with what I have heard to be true. And I'll let you guys know if, uh, if it does or not. All right, moving on, moving on. How cool, how cool. Um, there's a moment in history happening. There is something that's going to go down in American history happening today, and we've got to talk about it. Airman who helped with Afghan evacuations donates his blouse from iconic photo to a museum. You guys have seen this picture. Here's the story behind it. So this photo of a child on board an aircraft, I can tell it's an aircraft because that's what the deck of an aircraft looks like with those non-skid pads for walking and making sure gear doesn't slip. You've got this, it looks like an e, uh, E3's uniform, E3 or 4, I can't tell, it's, my eyes are a little too far away from the screen to tell, uh, senior air, or airman first class, I think that's an E3, his uniform uh, draped over this child to keep him warm and the kid, warm and the kid is so small that just the blouse fits over the entire body of the kid. An airman has donated the utilities blouse off his back to the National History Museum of the United States Air Force in the hopes of memorializing Operation Allies Refuge, the evacuation of Afghanistan. The blouse, which belonged to Airman First Class Nicholas Barron, was seen draped over a sleeping Afghan child aboard a C-17 Globemaster. Great aircraft if you've ever flown in one. Just a warehouse with wings. And, uh, and that's from August when an Afghan re refugee was evacuated and uh, kept warm with that, that blouse. There were more than 800 Afghan evacuees aboard the flight when the photo was taken. My blouse had fallen from where I had hung it up. And I, as I was focusing on my tasks, a mother picked it up and laid it across her child to keep them warm. 
it was heartwarming to see, he said. And regular warming as well. Operation Allies Refuge was the United States' operation to evacuate its Afghan allies, including Afghan citizens. We all know the story of that. The National History Museum of the U.S. Air Force, located on Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio, has been collecting items from the airlift operation even before the last U.S. troops had left the country. Stuart Lockhart, historian for the 305th Air Mobility Wing AMC, or AMW, said in the press release. According to the press release, they specifically requested Barron's blouse. So they wanted it. They wanted it for, uh, for the museum, and here he is holding it. That's so cool. It's funny, I think. Any airman would look at this and say, it's just a common OCP blouse, but it's the piece that is so recognizable, Lockhart said in the release. In the early phases of this operation, all that we were hearing on the news was how bad the situation was, and then to have this touching image come out of just a simple humanitarian gesture, it made such an impression on our country and our world. Barron, a loadmaster assigned to the 305th Air Mobility Wing at Joint Base McGuire-Dix-Lakehurst, which is uh, in, I think, McGuire-Dix, is that New Jersey, I want to say, said that he joined the Air Force with the goal of being part of something bigger, and for him, being part of the Operation Allies Refuge did just that. I think the blouse gives a sense of hope, no matter who they are or where they're from, it makes me feel proud of our mission and of our crew. Joint Base McGuire Dix Lakehurst is currently hosting thousands of displaced Afghan refugees in its temporary living quarters. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Good for him. Bravo Zulu. Got to give him a super legit. Got to drop a super legit from the ceiling uh, and say Bravo Zulu to uh, Airman First Class Baron for. I mean, he didn't really do anything. He just improperly hung his blouse. It was gear gear adrift. He just put some gear adrift up there, and it fell. He should have gotten a counseling shit, now that I think about it. He put his blouse up. Now, the thing is, those C-17s, they're so massive. They're so huge. I'm telling you, it's like it's literally like a warehouse. You could fit tanks and helicopters in this thing. It's crazy. It's crazy. Owned 0110 with a 499 Super Chat. Wow, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Owned 0110. Welcome to the show. I'd love to uh, know how you found me, where you're from. Tell me about, are you military? I'd love to hear about you. Thank you so much for the super chat. That's awesome. So I got to give this guy a Bravo Zulu for uh, donating his blouse to the museum. It's going to be a very touching piece of, uh, of American history there. But um, also, properly store your gear, man. Properly, properly store your gear. Was his ID card in the left breast pocket of his blouse? I've got questions now. The more I think about it, the more I want to counsel this dude. Well, is his haircut okay? Does he have, let me check his haircut. His haircut looks okay. His haircut's okay. He's probably shaved. I guess it's okay. It's fine. We'll let that one slide. Owen says, been watching for a few weeks. Like your show. Keep it up. Thanks so much. That really means a lot to me. Retired Marine. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank It's great to have you here. Uh, we've got other retired Marines and, and, and um, Marine veterans, active duty Marine veterans out there in the chat. Marines for life. I never know what to say. I know you guys are Marines for life. I, I totally am tracking on that. I just never know what to say. What's the right thing to say? Welcome to the show. It's great to have you in the chat. There's lots of Marines here to talk with. So that's, uh, I don't mean to counsel that dude, but um, I got to be honest. Got to be honest. Uh, MZE says, do I believe in God? Um, I don't believe in any religious God. Um, just to be, just for, I'll, I'll, I can talk more about it on the next episode, um, which is tomorrow, Kwanda. Happy, it's Halloween Kwanda, by the way, you guys. Halloween Kwanda is tomorrow. So I hope you guys are excited about that. It's going to be a really fun episode. But yeah, I, um, I'm happy to talk more about that tomorrow. Um, and to briefly answer your question, 
Just got back home from the bar to watch you, Buford. I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking forward to having some drinks on Saturday night at a Halloween party myself. MZ, have you spoken on Afghan before? Have you spoken an Afghan? Have I, have I spoken to an Afghan? Is that your question? Many times, hundreds, thousands of. I've spoken to thousands of Afghans. Yes, I've spent a year and a half of my life in Afghanistan, in multiple areas. Yes, I've known a couple of Afghans. Um, if that's your question, so we've got it. Speaking of Marines. Speaking of Marines, we've got, I can't believe we got to talk about this. I can't believe that we have this story here. This is, um, this is going to be, I don't know. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. It's crazy. It's disappointing. And I've had something like this happen on a ship that I've been on. Marine who films nude women in ship's bathroom obstructed justice appeals court rules. That's not the only thing he did. A Navy appeals court upheld the conviction of a Marine Lance Corporal who filmed sailors, female sailors showering aboard the USS Arlington then tossed his camera overboard when he was discovered. Tossed his camera overboard? A three-judge panel of the Navy Marine Corps Court of Criminal Appeals unanimously affirmed Lance Corporal Stephen Smith's conviction of obstruction of justice earlier this month. This guy's a sicko. His sentence to four months in jail, reduction of rank to private, and a bad conduct discharge was also upheld. The panel rejected his argument that the judge who accepted his guilty plea had erred because Smith was only concealing his offenses, not obstructing justice. Forget it, man. Forget it. Good luck with that argument because nobody cares. If you're a peeping Tom, I don't think anybody really cares. The panel rejected his argument. It says, over three months in 2019, he repeatedly mounted his GoPro camera on a selfie stick and inserted it through a hole in the wall between his barracks room and the women's bathroom. God. He recorded one woman drying off after a shower and showed the images to two fellow Marines. Eventually, a female Marine who spotted the camera called it out. Imagine you're taking a shower and you're in the, you're in the head. You're just doing your thing. And you look up and there's a, a GoPro just like kind of hovering around looking for you. I would have grabbed that GoPro immediately, broken off that selfie stick and then stabbed that dude with it. Uh, it says here, according to court documents, that, that female Marine spotted the camera and called it out. Smith returned to his rack, removed the memory card and snapped it in half and threw the GoPro and its, access, and its accessories overboard. Smith said he got rid of the evidence because he thought there would be a probe. Yeah, duh. Of course, that's why he did it. An investigation was already underway when Smith returned to his quarters and he confessed. So don't worry. He confessed to everything. In his appeal, he said he didn't have enough reason to think an investigation would ensue because it's anyone's guess whether the woman who had caught the intrusion would report it. What a sicko. Without an impending investigation, his disposal of the camera and memory card was merely concealing evidence, he argued. So he's trying. This is so dumb. This is so it's this is one of those. What did you know? And when did you know it? Things. Throw the book at this guy. But if he already got four months and a bad conduct discharge, what's obstruction of justice really going to do as an enhancement to that? Might as well just, I mean, he's done. His life's ruined. The appellate court responded that whether destruction of evidence constitutes obstruction of justice as opposed to mere concealment of an offense requires case-by-case consideration of facts and circumstances. The judge noted a 2008 case in which flushing marijuana down the toilet during a barracks inspection was deemed not to be obstruction, but merely an effort to avoid detection of an offense. I see what they're saying here. This is very much legalese. And of course, everybody wants to be a C lawyer here. So everyone's going to have their thoughts. Smith's actions weren't mere, mere concealment, the judge wrote, because when he tossed the camera and memory card, he knew his crime had already been detected. That makes sense. 
Moreover, at his court-martial in 2020, Smith had stated unequivocally and repeatedly that the reason for his evidence destruction was his belief that there would be an investigation. So at the time, he thought he was going to be investigated, so he tried to destroy the evidence, so that's obstruction of justice. That sounds pretty much cut and dry to me, but what a dirtbag. What a dirtbag. He, uh, he chose to disgrace himself, spy on his battle buddies or, or shipmates or whoever was out there on the boat that day, sailors and Marines, I'm sure. This is, um, this is one of those things when you've got people living, like when I, for example, when I checked into the USS Ronald Reagan in 2004, my birthing was in a P-way. Like there was a P-way or a passageway and there was a head right there, a men's head. But the area of my birthing, there was no door separating it. There was just an, uh, the angle of the, of the bunk. So the bunk had its little like, you know, one millimeter thick, uh, sheet metal wall separating it from the P-way, but there was no door. So there was just air from my rack around the corner out to the P-way and there was a head right there. People could easily have seen me changing or getting dressed or something like that. So what I'm saying is there's very little privacy on a ship. There are tons of ways that if people wanted to, they could spy and peep and do all this nasty stuff on a ship. And it happens all the time. Regal said, I have a similar story from Afghanistan on a shower creeper. So there is definitely lots of opportunity for that. But that's when it comes down to honor, courage, commitment, integrity, all the core values of the military where you, uh, where you don't end up doing that thing. You're just not supposed to do the thing. And there was a, there was a chief on my boat who he, uh, he would sneak into women's restrooms and then look over the stall, um, the stall wall into the stall next to him to peep on the women in this, in the head at the same time as him. And he got kicked out and, uh, and it's just a kind, you know, re I think people Regal said it happened with him or around him. Somebody knew something like that. It happens pretty commonly. It's very sick. And I hope that the victims of that feel better knowing that he uh, got justice and got his appeal denied and all that stuff. And that he's probably sucking right now. His life probably sucks. And it's because he's a pervert. So long story short, don't be a pervert and uh, you should be okay. Let's see. Not shocked at all the way Max talks. I figured atheist or agnostic. I would call myself agnostic. I would call myself agnostic. I would say uh, um, that I am, I don't follow any, any religion but I don't discount that there is some kind of higher power. I, I think my, uh, my faith is more in the idea that we have not discovered any truths about our universe yet than what you can find in the Bible or the Quran or the Torah or anything like that. Happy to have you owned. What did you do in the Marines? Good question. Let's see if Owen answered that here. Uh, Q&A. Quanda is Q&A. I call it Quanda. Sam says, Ra, very unsemper, anti-fi. Yep. Let's see. Sam, are you still taking notes for an upcoming speed dating outing? Yes, I want to recite all of the cringe. Yes, very true. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let me. This is why I don't always respect someone who says they served in the military. Not all military service is honorable. Buford, what I always say and what I've said on the show many times is I don't just love every veteran, but if I find out somebody's a veteran, I'm listening. I'm giving them a chance. I'm like, oh, what do you, tell me about you. Like, what do you have to say? I'd love to know you. I'd love to get to know you. What's your deal? What's up with you? Um, and then I, 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 I kind of make my assessments on character after I know somebody, but finding out somebody's a veteran now, you know, I'm paying more attention. I'm listening to this person a little bit more. I'm giving them more, you know, social credit, if you will, um, right off the bat, because I know that they're a veteran. So plenty of veterans. I don't like plenty of people in the military. I did not get along with. I do not have any respect for many of the people I served with 
But uh, but if you tell me you're a veteran, I'm listening. I'm I'm here. I'm here for you. And that's uh, until I find out something otherwise. Let's see. Sounds like some weird stuff. A Lance Corporal do do glad he's out. Yeah, totally. Let's see. Destruction of evidence should be a crime. I think it is. Or uh, destruction of evidence is obstruction of justice. So um, we've got one more story. We might get out of here a few minutes early. I'm trying to go have lunch with my wife. We're both sleep deprived big time. And uh, I'm interested in, um, in seeing how this entire week goes. I've been working out. I've been doing everything. But I'm curious if I'll be able to go back to a regular sleep schedule after this. It's going to be interesting. There's something I want you guys to know about, though, before I go. It's uh, a lot of st- a lot of trash gets talked about the Air Force. A lot. A ton. I do it myself. If you guys go back on my channel, I did the Air Force walk test, the Air Force PT test. Um, I tried to walk around the track as fast as I could, and I absolutely destroyed Marine YouTuber AO Nixo on that. And if you guys have not seen that video, it's up on the channel. And it'll be, uh, I think I'm, about, I'm thinking about uploading it to Scuttlebutt Fitness as well. If you guys want to check it out there, make sure you guys are subscribed to Scuttlebutt Fitness for all my workout videos and workout themed content. So the Air Force is clapping back. The Air Force is clapping back. They are, uh, they're doing this. Here's what they're doing. Air Force docu-series premieres Thursday, offers raw, raw look at basic training. So this is what the Air Force thinks is going to save their reputation. As Emma, Emma, where's Emma? We need proof of life on Emma, seriously. As Emma Lohler prepared for Air Force basic training in 2019, she spent hours scouring the internet for what to expect once she arrived at Joint Base San Antonio, Lackland, Texas. Lohler said she found plenty of people offering advice in video blogs and many personal stories, but outside of marketing videos, there was no actual footage of what would happen during the nearly eight-week program meant to turn her from civilian to airman. I was just trying to be as prepared as possible, and honestly, I just... Just to get myself excited to go, the day that I left, I was ecstatic. She's now 21 years old and an airman first class, so good for her. Here she is, Emma Lohler. It says, meanwhile, Ken Ramondi, an Air Force veteran who now works as a producer and director for 3rd Audiovisual Squadron at Lackland, also saw this void in content about basic military training and decided to pitch an idea. He proposed a documentary that followed the experience of trainees from beginning to end. The Navy already did this. It's called Making a Sailor. Capturing the typical physical training shown in marketing videos, but also the mundane and human experience. I'm sure there's a lot of mundane stuff in Air Force boot camp. He wanted to show the hours spent folding socks, life inside open bay housing with dozens of other people, and what it's truly like being yelled at by instructors. So during the years, the Air Force hasn't released much about nuances of basic training. So Ramondi said he was surprised when he got the green light on the project. The eight-episode docuseries titled Basic premiered today. It's out right now. It came out about two hours ago. And uh, you guys can go watch it, and it will roll out one episode a week for a combined five and a half hours. So it's coming out one episode at a time, and uh, you can go watch it now. And I've got the trailer right here. So let's watch the trailer, and let's see what to expect in basic Journey to Airmen, the teaser trailer. Let's check this out right now. If you're looking for a more in-depth view into basic military training, Please join us at the end of this month. We'll be doing a documentation where we'll be videotaping a trainee from that zero week life, that civilian life, all the way up to graduation. So that was kind of terrible. Um, Good morning. I'm at- I guess, you know, Apple TV, I guess, does a better job. Uh, let's see. Oh, it comes out tomorrow. It comes out tomorrow. Oh, my gosh, you guys, this is embarrassing. It comes out tomorrow at 9 a.m. So you can't go watch it right now. You can watch it tomorrow at 9 a.m. my time 
or uh, 1700 Pacific Standard Time this comes out. I'll probably do a reaction for this entire series, one episode at a time, if you guys want to see that. But uh, here you go. That's embarrassing. I thought it came out today. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. I don't know what's going on. But I just wanted you guys to know that the Air Force is now publishing, producing their own TV show about boot camp and what it's like to go from civilian to airman. And it sounds exactly like making a sailor, which I have my full reaction videos to on this channel. You guys can go watch my entire reaction to the entire Making a Sailor series on my channel. If you, if you just go look up Making a Sailor, Navy Veteran Reacts to Navy Boot Camp or whatever, something like that, you can find it there. So that should be interesting. I'll definitely watch it. I'll definitely do a reaction to it. What's going on in the chat over here? Send them to horny jail, perv jail, or just jail jail. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Chair force. Just send all branch boots to the crucible and that's all you need. His wife is part of the chair force and Max is the chair. <laughs> so Emma went Air Force, did her own commercial, not convince her to stay. Who? Yeah, exactly. Let's see. Marines boot camp, 13 weeks. It's always a big deal when a woman does anything, JJ says. Damn, that's savage comment right there. Now, duration doesn't mean it's harder, but I like to think it's because I'm biased. Hey, Marines boot camp is definitely the hardest. There's no question about that. Um, 13 seconds is four times longer than I could last in Air Force boot camp. Max, you need to sleep. Why are you not? Good question. Good question. Air Force boot camp, I think, is eight weeks. Let's see. Does Space Force go to Air Force boot camp? Owned. I think Space Force now officially has its own boot camp, I believe. Space Force is now hanging out, doing her own thing. It's low gravity. It's low G boot camp uh, up there in Space Force space something. I don't know. You guys get the deal. I need to go to sleep. I need to eat something and take a nap and get back to business later this evening because we have one more night of being awake than tomorrow's Friday. I'll be here for a special Halloween episode of Q&A Friday, Kwanda. I look forward to seeing you guys there. I hope everyone out there has a great day. Owen, welcome to the show. Thank you for the super chat. I hope everybody else is doing great. Thank you for hanging out with me this week in these unusual conditions, but I do appreciate you guys being here. I look forward to talking to you tomorrow. It's going to be a super fun episode. Don't miss it. I've got a bunch of stuff planned for Halloween, so it should be cool. Uh, I hope. Hopefully it'll be cool. I think it'll be fun. I look forward to talking to all you guys then. And for now, that's the scuttlebutt.